Together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I'd like us to reflect on the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, from verse 21. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Barnabas. And there are a few things that I think are important. As a great number of believers turned to the Lord, as they grew in numbers, as many people came into a relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. The author to the Acts of the Apostles tells us that there was a man whose name was Barnabas from Antioch, who was sent by the church in Jerusalem to go and meet the new converts, those who have come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think there's something absolutely interesting there that we could learn as a church, as people, and as communities. Because these are proselytes. These are people coming into the faith. These are people who are new. And am I a welcoming person? Are we a welcoming community? Are we a welcoming church? Do we have an eye? Do we spot someone who is new, who is in an unfamiliar ground situations? And do we want to help them to feel welcomed, to feel important, to know that they are loved and cherished? And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we need as human beings, that we need as a church, that we need as a community. It's called hospitality. It's called allowing someone to be comfortable in your own space and to, to make time to shift things and to make them know that it is good for them to be with you. It is good for them to be in that space with you. Without them feeling that they are impringing on your on your rights or they, they, they are creating a nuisance of your life. And that, that's one of the greatest realities that the Lord is inviting us. I love the concept that we find with a great number coming into faith. And I like how they are received and accepted by Barnabas. I think there's wisdom in the early church. The mere fact that they are sending someone with a golden heart says a lot about the early church. Because there is nothing as frustrating than having someone fired up with the faith, full of life, full of zeal, and meeting someone who is absolutely not interested in anything that you have to share. And I think that is one of the greatest things that we learn about the early church and how they survived so well and so much. It's because they were able to put the right people and give the right people the good job. And they did that which they enjoyed the most. And because they enjoyed doing that, the results <clears throat> were absolutely amazing. That's the first thing that I want us to look into. The second thing that I also want to talk about, the author says, he came and he saw the grace of God and he was excited and he taught them everything to remain faithful to the Lord. Barnabas had an eye, had an insight in seeing the workings of God, in seeing the hand of God in the ability to see that as the action, as the workings of the Holy Spirit. It, it requires a person of an in-depth faith to see the goodness in other people, to see the good actions and never to be jealous of those, 
to see how God has worked and continue to work in other people's lives and actually to celebrate other people's success. How many people find it difficult to celebrate someone else's success. And in the person of Barnabas, we see someone who is able to celebrate your success, who is able to, to achieve what you have achieved by thanking God with you. It reminds me of St. Paul. I thank my God each time I think of you. And when I pray for you, I pray with joy. You, 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 you've been a great source of comfort. You've been a great source of praise. You've been a great source of the wonders that God can do in our lives. That's what Barnabas says to these people. The other thing that I also find absolutely interesting, Barnabas is a, a seasoned believer. And he meets the newcomer. And as a seasoned believer, his faith is revitalized. His faith is rejuvenated by the new guys. And he's able to share his faith without imposing his ideas. He is able to humble himself and to see and be reminded of the love that he once had. These newcomers are able to push Barnabas into an experience of his early experiences with the love of God. And Barnabas can see himself pro probably as, as, as in them and he says, you remind me of who I used to be. You remind me of, of the zeal of the love that I had. And they probably look up to him and they say, but you have not lost it. You still have it with you. The other thing that I find absolutely interesting is how Barnabas, as a, a seasoned, a senior person of faith, has, has, has allowed his faith to journey with him and how he has matured gracefully, accepting who he is. And he has become comfortable with himself to a point that he has been able to share his own experiences with others. The author says he started to exhort them, to, to, to teach them to remain faithful to the Lord. And, and, and he can only say that because he knows the other side. Because he knows that difficulties will come. He knows that trials and tribulations will come. But he says to them, be faithful and have a steadfast purpose. And that is what we need as a church. That's what we need as a community. That's what we need as individuals. To have a purpose. Well, what is my purpose in life? Why do I do that which I do? What is my purpose in all of this? Why does the church exist? You know, we, we do so many things that are not within our purpose. We waste time. And we become so busy and we lose the mark. We are busy but not productive. We are tired but we have not achieved anything. Why does the church of God exist? Matthew 28 verse 20. Go and baptize. Make disciples. Evangelii Nuciandi, Paul VI. The church exists in order to evangelize. Why does the church continue to exist in your community? 
Why does the church continue to exist today? What are you meant to be as a church? What are you meant to achieve as a church? We lose focus so often. We do things that we think are important. And we, 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 very few of us are able to go back to the basics and say, but why do we exist? Why did God allow this church to grow? Why did God institute this church? Why have we given so much into this organization? And he says, remain faithful to that purpose. And, and, and the order reminds us that Barnabas was a good man, filled with the spirit and faith. And he goes to Tarsus, looking for Saul. And that's the last thing I want to talk about. He's been sent by the church to Jerusalem to meet the new uh, uh, converts. But out of his own love, he says, let me go down to Tarsus. Let me go and see Saul. Let me go and spend a year with him. He does that out of the goodness of his heart. Because he knows that the last time Saul was up with the apostles, it was not a good conversation. And he goes out and he looks out for him. And he says, I'm going to come and look for you. I'm going to give you a call. I'm going to check on you. I want to know if you are okay, but I want to spend time with you. I want to share in the joy of serving the Lord with you. And we need men and women like that. We need people who can come and call on us when we don't want to come back to the community. We need people who can believe in us when we, don't, when we no longer believe in ourselves. We need people who are willing to work with us when we are know that we are failing. We need people who will come and tell us it's all okay. May Almighty God bless you. May he be with you. May he guide you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.